When you know that you are queer, but your favorite drink is beer, that's gayish. You can bottom without stopping, but you can't stand going shopping, that's gayish. Oh, gayish, you're probably gayish. Well, life's just too short for narrow stereotypes, so it's gayish. We're also gayish. It's gayish with Mike and Kyle. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe. This is Gayish, the podcast that wants you to straighten up your room, not your kids. Yeah. And then, really, I don't know that I want you to straighten up your room. I don't care either. that Keep much about that. Keep it as gay as possible. <laughs> I don't care that much about that part. It just worked with my sentence. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. And we're here to bridge the gap between sexuality and actuality. And today, today, we're going to get to the bottom of this. We're <laughs> <laughs> hey Kyle. Hey Mike. How was Rwanda? Um, you were taking care of all of those orphans yes, last week. I did it. <laughs> you did it. Yes, okay. I achieved it. Great. <laughs> you're um, back. Welcome back. Yeah. Glad you're here. Glad I'm here. Uh and hey Mike. Hey, hey Kyle. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. It's Pride Month. Oh, fuck my ass. It's Pride. Mm-hmm. I forgot. Mm-hmm, because we're not in Pride Month, but we will have had been in Pride Month. <laughs> we once will we have had been. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, it's Pride Month. Happy Pride, everybody. Happy Pride. Speaking of bottoms. <laughs> what? Me? <laughs> what, what about me? I know. It's Pride Month. Oh, I, okay. Was, yeah. yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, but first. But first. Here's some news. Here's some news. I'm ready. That's the pause for the theme music, Kyle. It's only been one week. (laughs) Shut your mouth hole. It's time for your ear holes. News, news, news. News the first. So in the state of Pennsylvania, their legislature is considering revising their obscenity laws. And they wanted to, the, the, the House Democrats wanted to include in that bill uh removing the word homosexuality as an obscenity oh and every single house republican voted against that that's crazy that that's <laughs> still an obscenity yeah yeah in the state of pennsylvania apparently apparently can't can't uh yeah it's, it's like the same as yelling fuck around kids would be yelling homosexual around kids apparently so well maybe i mean maybe don't do either but <laughs> that sounds weird just to do randomly but sure. i mean to be fair i don't like the word homosexuality i prefer butt fucking but like i i also understand that you know i just recently have really enjoyed the word homosexual really i've just really gotten into it <laughs> like so fellow ho- i know it's so fun <laughs> it's it's one of those things where like because people don't use it anymore when you use it it stands out and like oh yeah you know it's like and if a, like a, if an old white dude used it then it's definitely they're like used to like the words homosexual and dope and like yeah you, you, i don't know other shitty words but when, like, a cool, hip gay uses it, like, you know, it's just fun. And- Although, like, we just talked about it on Have a Nice Gay about um, how a word for queer used to be bent, as in the mm. opposite of straight. Mm-hmm. You, want to, you want to try to bring that back? I Yeah, I like that, but I will immediately forget that I want to bring it back, right. so I don't know that that's going to happen. All right. Homosexual. Uh, yeah, anyway, fuck you, House Republicans of the state of Pennsylvania. <laughs> I, I, hope, I, hope, I, I hope Brian Sims uh, turns you to the dark side. Mm. Okay. Uh, news the next. Yeah. Great. So in, God, what state is this? Virginia. Okay. In the state of Virginia, in Loudoun County, a Leesburg Elementary School teacher has been placed on leave 
After telling his bosses, the school board, he will not refer to trans students by their chosen names or pronouns. Mm. Uh, he's a PE teacher, Byron Tanner Cross, and he is on paid administrative leave as of Thursday. Do you think that's the same Tanner from Sean Cody? Probably. Yeah, he'd be a it, good it, PE teacher. It, it would oh, he's better than the... Oh, shit, I shouldn't be attracted to... Well, I am attracted to him, so I can't help that. But he's, Just don't be attracted to his transphobia. No, um, just his body and arms. Yeah. Uh, he, well, I mean, he's a PE teacher, right? Like, But not every... I had some PE teachers that were like, you haven't peed in quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> um... Yeah, I mean, during the public comment portion of the board meeting on on Tuesday, he said that he, quote, will not affirm that a biological boy can be a girl and vice versa. That line, almost verbatim, you hear so many fucking fuckface asshole dickbags use. And I don't understand. I Like... Like they they think if they use the word biological that that somehow makes it smart yeah or, yeah. Like, <laughs> or that we're confused about like oh <laughs> shit they're biological but you know like it's it's like you're just factually wrong I get that you can't understand that but every major medical organization dis disagrees so you're like you're just factually wrong so I don't you know th- what more can you do yep. And it's not just as simple as your genes. Gene expression right. is different. Yep. They're more than just XX and XY out there in terms of combinations. And even if you are just XX or XY, that does not mean vagina or penis. That's about gene expression. It's just not that fucking simple. Shut up, you fuckface. Yeah. Great. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> I'm interested that it's the state of Virginia, which I think is now in this part of the country that is no longer just totally owned by conservative Republicans, even though like my mental map of them has that, like my mental map says Virginia. Oh, that's the South. They're fucked there. But it it turns, it turns out that like, there's a lot of actual like liberal progressive things that are happening in that Mm. state. Um, It's like the same surprise that Georgia's blue now, you know, Mm, like, yeah. um, But, but yeah, anyway, um, yeah, anyway, he he's he's on leave, which is like I mean, that's good. It sounds like the right thing happened. Like, oh, you're going to be shitty to people? Like, you, okay, you can't do that. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. News the next? Yeah. Um so Hey Kyle. Hey Mike. Did you know George Michael's dead? Probably. There's like this whole category of people that I'm like, I'm sure I learned they died at some point, but it just didn't stick. And I'm not too sure. Like, I'm exactly the same way. I kind of thought like maybe he was dead, but it was a dream or something. Um, Anyway, he died five years ago. Uh, Oh, no. Let's all mourn. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. But um, apparently for the last five years, there has been a fight over his estate and his longtime uh, former partner, Kenny Goss, uh, has been battling with George Michael's family and the and the the estate. Mm. And uh, just this last week. Oh, sorry. A couple weeks ago, uh, he is indeed going to be getting a share of that ninety-seven million pound estate. Oh, but pounds. So there's no way to know how much real money that is. Right. Yeah. How much is that in pesos? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. He he had initially asked for payments of fifteen thousand pounds per month after uh, the star died, and. But I mean, un- if we're all making requests, can I have yeah, pounds a month? Exactly, please. Patreon, get on it. Um, <laughs> uh, but uh, nothing was left to him in his will. So there had to be this proof of, uh, like, was 
was there actually a relationship and what was the nature of it and what of the finances of the estate is he entitled to they were never married he wasn't in the will what do you do with that anyway all a case study for why it's so important for marriage to be a legal option yes absolutely absolutely anyway george michael's widower i don't know i don't know what to call him uh Mm. is is getting some of that sweet sweet money Mm. wake me up before you die die okay (laughs) uh Last but not least. <laughs> Write me up before you die, die in your will, please. Um, last but not least, yeah. this was sent in from a listener via you. and <laughs> it, it was from Patreon to you. Great. Uh, the Miss South Africa pageant is now open to trans contestants. So uh, for the very first time, quote, trans women are eligible to enter the Miss South Africa pageant the organization said on its website as entries for the competition opened up this last monday quote however in order to be eligible to compete internationally the contestant must be in possession of a valid south african id document reflecting that their amended sex is female Mm. so they have to be post-transition not just uh, uh, legally i don't know if it matters medically although i kind of well uh, this is like part of the frustrating thing of like to change your um ids what proof to any you know in the u.s each state is different some would never do it any so each country is going to be different about what they require to prove to do it and yeah some it's like it's still kind of antiquated of like verification of medical procedure like yep 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 and i, just, and I don't know how easy or hard that is in south africa although they tend to be fairly progressive when it comes to issues of gender and sexuality right like they're the ones that told churches no fuck you you can't <laughs> like there's the freedom of religion does not extend to being a bigot in mm. in south africa they've had legalized gay marriage for a very long time like so maybe it's maybe it's easy oh yeah i don't know i saw something recently on twitter where someone was like uh, in order to change your id on and and i don't remember any of the details but like in order to change your id you had to have uh proof of surgery Mm. And she was like, and I had gotten like a surgery on my foot for bunny or whatever the, f- I had mm. gotten some surgery. So I was a trans person that had, sur- had had a surgery mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I used that to get a Great. change in ID. Great. That's so funny. Yeah. 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 I have had a surgery. I had a gender confirmation bunion removed. <laughs> <laughs> my kidney was the only male part yeah, of me yeah. left. And, you know. <laughs> also, did you see that Elliot Page is jacked? Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know how intelligent I was until I saw that photo. It was like, damn, abs. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. Welcome, welcome to the pool, Elliot. <laughs> <laughs> That's the news. Speaking of wel- welcoming people to the pool, welcome mm-hmm. these people to the pool of Patreon members that support us, and we appreciate you. Vilcommon. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No. Never a bad time to be douchey. Uh, Wyatt Baker. Hmm. Uh, Je- oh, <laughs> what? Wyatt Baker? Because I was at the butcher yesterday. Never mind. It's. <laughs> I am in a mood, Kyle. All right. Sorry, Wyatt. I don't know what happened there. I can't explain <laughs> to you either. Uh, Jeff Bowen, Bowen, Bowen. Um, from twenty four. It's not <laughs> Jack Bauer. <laughs> 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 Close enough, at least that I got it. Great. You said you'd get angry if it, 
you're you're your mom right oh yeah now. big time <laughs> but i'm you because i successfully interpreted what you were gonna say yeah. um you really shouldn't enable this i don't know the, uh ace schwartz oh wait there's no t there schwartz <laughs> did he mistype it did i mistype it did they mistype it schwartz is there's no an ace are you ace or is that your name so many questions mm-hmm. don't answer we don't care um i care about you uh, probably um <laughs> And Stuart Gay, I mean Gray. Oh. <laughs> That's what he wrote. Oh. Um, so if you want to sign up for Patreon, you get bonus segments, episodes. Uh, uh, you get to join our quarterly video call. You get ad-free episodes a day early you get a lot of cool stuff that is... if enough of you sign up fucking dan gets a raise oh that's true that's <laughs> and that's not even a joke that's legit in his contract is it contract is it a, it a, is now a thing we oh yeah we're an out will state we can't make a contract but oh, whatever you no. know sounds so a fish anyway patreon.com slash gayish podcast great welcome to the tent kids you want to talk about bottoms? This boy is a bottom. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. where the other things come in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're talking about bottoms. We're talking about bottoms. We did we did tops. We did verse. Yeah. Finally, as, finally bottoms. As fucking Dan. Per usual, their last. Top privilege is getting your episode first. <laughs> I don't know that that's a privilege now that I think about it. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. We're going to talk about bottoms. Um, Why do you sound... Do you sound tentative, or is that just me? I think so. In in, in researching bottoms, um, as lots I of, have been my whole life, l- lots of deep introspective <laughs> research into bottoms, deep insertive introspection. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, there are there are lots of very funny, but probably in poor taste, jokes that get made oh. about bottoms, and I I want to I want to make those jokes while acknowledging I shouldn't. Oh yeah. That's I think that's squarely in line with gayish. Our yeah, our brand. Yeah. Cuz a lot of people make those jokes and then don't sit and reflect and talk about it, but we will. So we're slightly better than Sarah Silverman. Yeah. Is that true? She there I this is something that like I I didn't end up writing out but like it, it was I think I've talked about this before comedians and people found out bottom was a thing and then they thought the like they just used the word bottom in their sentence and they're like I'm a comedian I said bottom is it, aren't I hilarious I know a gay thing hmm. and like to straight people they're like oh that's hilarious and gay people are like yo we've been saying like this is not funny because you just said bottom like yeah. i bet trump bottoms for like they can just yeah. put anything with the word bottom yeah and there's yeah. no tap there's no interesting there's no like whatever they it, they just learned a word and said it yeah 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 yeah. i i, I think similarly like like straight comedians could just throw the word grinder out there randomly like without context and yeah it'll laugh, yeah yeah right? totally totally yeah. Oh, gay people fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay <laughs> okay so I'm going to talk to you about the history of anal receptive sex. It started when I was coming to age yeah. and was learning my body. I, no one had ever bottomed until I bottomed for the first time. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's not even true a okay, little bit. No, but nope, nope. But you I, can go ahead and I, say I, real stuff. I, I appreciate that. So, <laughs> I mean, obviously, like animals fuck each other in the ass it's not like like humans invented it or that like 
a, a rainbow emerged and they said, oh, bottoms, like back in the day in, <laughs> when recorded history started. It's just... It, it didn't... The rainbow doesn't lead to leprechauns. It leads to a bottom with <laughs> yeah. his ass in the air. <laughs> That's the pot of gold all along. The yeah. bottoms you find along the way. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't lead you there. It tells you where it... I don't know. Okay, animals fuck. Animals fuck. So... Do bonobos fuck in the butt? Oh, yeah. They probably have to, right? They yeah. fuck everywhere else. Okay. Absolutely. Per usual, it's all. It comes down to the the Greeks and Romans, and 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 the ancient mm-hmm. Greeks. Um, they had lots of really interesting ideas about about sex, but in particular, um, m- men having sex with other men. But it also wasn't an identity. Like this is this is the problem that we run into a lot of like retroactively saying so and so from history was gay. Yeah. When. It, that wasn't an identity. That wasn't the label that you applied to yourself. And neither was top or verse or bottom. Like it just, it was, it wasn't, it wasn't an identity to claim. It was a, it was a, a thing that you yeah. did. And um, so when we look at, at the, the ancient Greeks, they, they really thought that homosexual sex was innocuous or harmless as long as everybody was fully consenting. And it, it also, had a, a, more to do with with power than mm-hmm. anything else. So it still does <laughs> for maybe, me. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Um, it, there, there was definitely this sort of understanding that the person higher up on the ladder in terms of society got to put their dick in the people that were underneath of them in society, and oh. and generally that meant women because women have been subjugated to the patriarchy for millennia, but also it meant people below you in terms of age, occasionally stature, whether you were a slave or a free citizen. Um, But yeah, if you were, if you were a citizen male, you basically could fuck whoever you wanted to. Mm -hmm. And it was fine. As long as that person was below you in status. Mm -hmm. I want to encourage us to use the term enslaved person, not a slave. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, they also had rules about incest, which uh, that's nice to know. Um, Wait, what? What kind of what kind of rules depends on what the rule is? Well, so the ancient Greeks did not view gender as a determining factor of who should love or be married to who. Even the qualifications related solely to matters of age and biological relationship. Mm. So no incest okay. but it's also worth talking about uh, uh other ancient civilizations than just the greeks um th- there's this whole thing in african countries that are currently going through this just wave of mostly catholic uh driven bans against homosexuality mm-hmm. against homo uh, same-sex marriage and they like to use the is it nationalistic if it's a continent? They like to say it's un-African, that, mm. that homosexuality is un-African. Mm. And that's sort of this just tautology that gets thrown out there. And uh, But it, it, it turns out that that's absolutely ahistorical. There's, mm. there's, long, uh, there's a long history of... Well, first of all, Africa isn't just one place. There, there are thousands of different ethnic groups, all with their own identities and histories and whatnot. And a lot of them had acceptance of butt sex in their histories same with native americans you know we we talk about uh, the term two-spirit and that isn't a universal thing either we say native americans but that's you know 
hundreds of tribes all with their own identity all with their own histories but there was there was uh, among among a, a lot of them uh, these these concepts of being between gender and uh, sex not just being about one man and one woman mm-hmm. uh, it, it, procreatively but why what's how is that related to bottoms yeah so what is problematic is as far as i can tell in most of these ancient cultures there very much was a hard line being drawn between the bottom and that being about femininity Mm. like so much of the language and discourse and i don't know how much of that is just like modern sensibilities writing about the past Mm. versus actually part of those cultures but there's definitely this idea that if you are feminine if you're the one taking a dick, you're the girl. Yeah, yeah. And that's very much ingrained in in a lot of these these ideas. Yeah. And except for except for some some exceptions that I'm going to talk about a little bit later, that's persisted to modern day. Yeah. And I mean, cavemen had to do it in the butt, right? Yeah. Like, there's no way that any kind of you know creatures like walking around didn't say like that's a hole right right yeah i just had to assume that anal started from the early days i mean we have a prostate kyle it's a we thing we have a prostate feels good fuck y- it use it <laughs> use it or lose it that's not how that works yeah um okay then i want to talk about some of the stereotypes because we talk about it uh, come or people assume it's the feminine thing your girl if you're at the bottom um, there are a lot of other assumptions that come along with being a bottom. And I, it's interesting. I started to look through articles that talked about, I just, you know, was looking for bottom stereotypes. And unfortunately, like most of the results are like, I was like, ugh, woke culture. You're not listing all the shitty stereotypes. You're all talking about how we should ditch the stereotypes. That's, I want the list. And so like most of the articles were like, get over it. So, um, so I had to dig a little bit deeper to find like actual stereotypes or they'd like within the conversation, they write about, you know, people's shitty assumptions. So I grabbed those. So effeminate, absolutely one. (laughs) They use the word, uh, in this opening paragraph to describe, you know, people's assumptions. They're like, someone is light in their loafers mm-hmm, <laughs> and mm-hmm, as mm-hmm. being the bottom, uh, smaller, smaller, physically smaller. So shorter, or that can mean a lot of other things. Uh, people assume that bottom is always the shorter one. And a lot of these, like you can just draw back to, you know, effeminate or effeminity, like assuming that's, so these are all very connected, but um, uh, that they're the weaker one, that the bottom is unnatural. Mm. Um, which I can understand where that comes from because people just assume that like, wait, but you have a penis. Don't you want to stick it in stuff? Right. Uh, there's an assumption that they're, um, well, and maybe like they're more likely to get AIDS, like AIDS is associated with bottoms and Mm -hmm. like receptive anal sex is more dangerous than inserted. So, you know, there's something there, but it's, you know, it's, you don't want to draw too big of lines from like all, not all bottoms. Yeah. Um, hashtag, no, hashtag no tall bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that'd be my worst nightmare. Um, uh, that they're needy. That they're this seem that feels more like a modern day one. That they're needy. Um, the uh, the emoji with the big eyes is like a very recent stereotype. Do you know which one I'm talking about? That everyone's like uh, this emoji means you're a bottom. 
because that's the face you make when it's being put in you? No, I, I think it's more about the, I mean, may, maybe too, but like it's, it's the needy face. It's the like, you know, you're like tops can't, I think Joseph Peters has made the joke on Twitter. Like tops can't read they, like, I don't know the assumption tops cannot respond to this tweet because they can't read okay. and, and bottoms are going to have long responses and have, you know, big like feelings, big <laughs> feel, feelings and open, you know, wet eyes and. Um, so other, uh, they're passive. There's an interesting connection to some things like Asian, like Asian people. And we even talked about this a little bit more in, um, the episode about Gadar, but Asian people are assumed to be feminine. Therefore gay Asian men will be more likely to be assumed to be bottom because of that. Yeah. So, uh, and I'm sure there are other like cultural or, um, uh, you know, the, like ethnic assumptions that, that, but that was the one that stood out to me and, and I've, you know, can understand and if, or have heard of in modern day. Yeah. There's a weird connection there about body hair that like, mm. like Asian men tend to have less body hair, but that's associated with masculinity. So that they mm-hmm. get painted as feminine because of that. Yeah. Like, but anyway, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, something that I want to talk about when we talk about stereotypes is, and particularly the eye emoji one that I think is just so real. It's in the past year or so that I've even seen people talk about and joke about that is, and you even mentioned like, I want to make bottom jokes, but like the, is it it's it's still based on the same ideas that we've had of more feminine women are more needy uh, more emotional like it's it's based on the same things it's just a new way that we've expressed that because you know hey we found emojis now let's say a new way to say the old thing is it is it harmful is it fun is it funny like what like what what do you think what do I think? We're talking about bottom shaming, right? Yeah, at, yeah, at, yeah, at, yeah, basically. At, at, at the end of the day. Yeah. Um, I mean, I... Th- and I think it's easier to draw very explicit lines around there. Certain things you say that are bottom shaming that like, oh, I would never bottom. Like, you know, like there are shitty things you can say that are very easy. Joking about something like the eye emoji, even I'm not like super, like, I don't, I don't know. Is that... Even if it's funny, is it inherently bad to perpetuate this? And and th- that's where it gets a little bit trickier for me. Yeah, me too. And I'm I'm not sure. Like, what is the impact of that? Right? If mm-hmm. those jokes make a person feel shame for the things that they want to do sexually, that's not good. But I oh. go ahead. I also don't think like it may not be a one to one line. Like it's just. You know, when I, I see this on Twitter is the main place because, but like, you know, as, as people tweet about that and people see it you may not necessarily like directly associate it to like, Oh, now I feel bad that I'm a bottom, but you may see that. And now everyone continues to make those connections to yeah. they're the ones that have the feelings that are more emotional that, you know, all that stuff. And, yeah. and that, that, so it, it may not, in my mind, it may not directly harm someone. Oh, you're right. It could, but, but it does put out into the universe, this ongoing idea that needs to be squashed. Yeah. Yeah. And so much of it just feels like it's about gender unnecessarily yeah. that it's 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 about feminization yeah. so many of the jokes that are made really they are more or less explicitly about gender but the underpinnings of it is about gender and yeah. and saying that being a bottom equals being feminine equals being less than yeah um i don't know yeah i'm i'm not sure i it's one of those things where like I would do it too or make jokes about it too. So, uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I just think it's interesting to think and reflect on like yeah. the, 
if if it's good or bad. Um, there was a Vice article called "A Brief History of Bottoming" that I thought was <laughs> was was really interesting. But um, they they looked at Twitter for exactly this question: oh. like, like what are some what are some of the stereotypes about bottom culture? And they specifically said not bottoming, but bottom culture. Bottom what, culture. What is bottom culture? Oh, and I love it. Some of their answers are <laughs> uh, wearing oversized sweatshirts that go past your hands. <laughs> Listening to Lana Del Rey on vinyl while douching for a guy who doesn't deserve you. Your phone always dying. <laughs> Being confused for a woman when on the phone. Mm. Wanting someone to come and rescue you. Oh, specifically come. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Sometimes bottom culture is just the hyper-specific situation of the person making the joke. Here's a quote. Bottom culture is crying to Kim Petras because a man who has successfully rebranded themselves as a few notches more masculine than you, despite the fact they also got bullied in school for being gay, ignored the pathetic voice note you sent them eight hours earlier. <laughs> That's um, that texting thing that the like that shows up all the time in jokes of like bottoms and these big, long texts and, you know, want responses right away. And like, yeah. the tops just say, K. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I've kind of noticed that, too, though. Like, um. Sometimes bottom culture is jokes about spicy food or the fact that people poop. <laughs> there's a, I mean, there's some like the lot, the, there's a logic to like, if you're going to, to receive a penis, like you gotta be aware of what's inside you. So like food is one of those, it makes sense. That it's, it's not necessarily stereotype, but part of bottom, bottom culture. Yeah. That phrase, I can't stop giggling. Okay. <laughs> it's just the idea that that's a thing. Uh, so, I thought this was... I'm just going to read this paragraph because I think the idea is fascinating. This idea of bottom as being a fully-fledged identity category is, for the most part, part tongue-in-cheek, which, <laughs> uh, which is why it's so fun swapping the word women for bottom mm. in famous phrases. Well-behaved bottoms rarely make history. <laughs> One is not born, but rather becomes a bottom. <laughs> If you want something said, ask a top. If you want something done, ask a bottom. <laughs> uh, but I, I think that there's there's also there's also a corollary to that of like if you're telling a joke about bottoms, if you replace it with with woman, is that the crux of the joke? Is that yeah. is that the the scaffolding that the joke is built on? Yeah, yeah. And most of them that I've tried that on, yes. I was going to say that's got to be like ninety percent of them, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's interesting because I think like where people are getting to is like these. Uh, yes, these are like they're labels that we apply and identities, but that it's far too simplistic. You, like you don't need to label yourself as this exclusive thing. On the other hand, uh, uh, so like I'm brushing over like an important part to like bottom shaming. Like they, these, you can bottom sometimes and all the time, or you don't have to be. This doesn't have to be your identity. Or like bottoming once, like some people that are exclusive tops. Anyway, I'm, but I'm kind of on the next level where I'm like, but also if you want your identity to be a bottom, you fucking go for it. Yeah. Like, it's just like I've gotten to with gay, like, you know, don't make it your whole identity. And sometimes like, you know what? That's cool. If you don't want gay to be your identity, I'm going to make gay my identity because mm -hmm. that's what I've decided to do. You have your identity as a like fucking World of Warcraft player. That's just as that's dumber than making. <laughs> Is that an identity? I mean, there are people like gamer is an important identity. Oh, that's yeah, true. And, and, that's true. And, yeah, and World of Warcraft, and that's like there, there are just things that people make their identity, and for some reason, people take even gay people sometimes take pride in it gay not being one of them. Yeah, 
And I'm like, uh, non-scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't, you know. And I'm and I'm starting to become more aware of like, but I like the option to be able to make it my identity. Just like with bottom, I, it, I to me that's kind of the next step is like, everyone pick what you want your identity. If bottom is part of it, awesome. If not, great. And and we we do need to deconstruct the idea that that like that you have to fall into one of these very discrete categories. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's funny. Um, was there more to your segment? I, I, no, I don't know. I feel like I totally like no, sort of took it over. Or no, whatever, yeah, but. no, that was, that, uh, I have some, yeah, I have a couple more things. Um, okay, our, sure. our good buddy rule, Dr. Rule. Oh yeah. Cox um, rule. Co- well, yes, <laughs> this is the rule side. So yeah. you'll, uh, you know, ignore the Cox said no bottom ever. Um, uh, he, we, we know his kind of view on faces. If not, see, uh, the episode Gator, but, um, he, so he, took faces of participants removed glasses any kind of endornments and took like similar photos of all of them so they were all kind of the similar setup and he said that participants could pick out tops so the, uh, the, each of the participants described themselves as uh, top or bottom and people were able to pick out tops uh, 65% of the time okay they were able to pick out bottoms correctly 39% of the time okay that averaged out to be about uh, 50%, you know, 50-50 of people getting it right. But they were more ac- accurately able to pick out tops. So what he said is that participants have shown bias, may have shown bias towards heterosexually inspired stereotypes about men. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, uh, he is saying that these results indicate that there's some kind of biological indicator of masculinity, mm-hmm. uh, not behavioral. And like hairiness, square jaw, like there are certain factors. Other people, just to give counterpoint, other people like there's absolutely no physical, distinct physical quality. So we know that rule is very much on the side of there are physical indicators, especially in the face. So um, I, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Another study by not rule 2000 in 2001, Andrew Riley, Danielle Young and uh, Lorena Yankura said that gay men with a higher degree of internalized homophobia who identify as bottoms are more likely to get muscular. So they would negate the idea of being a bottom. It's Ooh, okay. Right? Okay. That makes sense to me. Like, oh, if I'm a bottom, but like I have to like do more to, to make up for that if I hate myself for being a bottom and liking it and getting muscular is one of those I wish I hated myself more so yeah I want to hate myself more so bad (laughs) man it'd be so great to hate myself now I already hate myself enough Um, maybe you could do more (laughs) yeah I should be more muscular wait this I just disproved this study myself I'm not muscular Um, um, yeah so like there are interesting ways that we deal with our feelings about being about bottoming about receiving a dick and and there's you know still debate on whether there's any biological factor involved in in being a bottom yeah 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 i mean there's biology involved oh god there's so much (laughs) biology inside me um if if humans ever went extinct i have plenty of dna to (laughs) to kill Yep. Just a refill. Yep. Yep. I'm just saving it for later. This. <laughs> um, this is mine now. So, despite talking about how like bottoms are effeminate, that's not always been true throughout all of history. It's just a theme that keeps popping up over and over again, and it's mm. it's it's really interesting that at least in 
England, at least in the UK, uh, the feminine bottom, the feminine bottom stereotype didn't really exist until Oscar Wilde's celebrity pedophile case. They had a, what was their stereotype before that? Here's the thing. Before Oscar Wilde was jailed, at least according to this Vice article, an effeminate man was someone who was basically too straight. So the the idea was he's a horned up stud muffin who spent mm-hmm. who spends so much time chasing tail, he ends up adopting the mannerisms of the women that he hangs out with and lusts over. Oh. So if you were effeminate, it's because you've taken on the feminine qualities of all the chicks you bang. Yeah. That's fucking interesting, right? Wow, you're so masculine, you're feminine. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Huh. Um, yeah, so it's, um, I think that's, yeah, yeah, I, 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 I wasn't quite sure what to make of that. It makes sense in a weird, like, sort of perverse way. But then, then Oscar Wilde. Well, it, I'll say, like, it's, all the stereotypes just come from a thing and they, you know, often we're like, oh, yeah, I can see where it came from. But they're made up things, so that's why cultures can take those things different ways. So that's a, such a good sign to know a stereotype is wrong and stupid is when a different culture had a completely opposite one. It's like, okay, like, you know, maybe this is not as based in truth as, as we might be assuming. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and um, so Oscar Wilde's trial. Yeah, very, but, but like... Yeah, but it was in the newspapers as a big scandal and it very much like raised to the public mm. consciousness these ideas of what is it what is it what does it what does it mean? And he was, was he a bottom? Well, so <laughs> what does history say? No, you, you can keep saying your real stuff. No, 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 no. no. So so Oscar Wilde his image and the one that has persisted is one of effeminacy, yeah. right? Like yeah. he's he's viewed as this soft, lispy, effeminate character but most scholars believe that he was the top in most well sorry (laughs) did you say most scholars believe he is the top yes a debate in the historical english historical community on whether he was a top it's my understanding It's my understanding that Oscar Wilde, people who study him, end up studying his sex life. And like some scholars, most scholars. I want to listen to the scholarly debate about whether Oscar Wilde was a top or a bottom because it wouldn't. It's I would just I just picture it as being non the the least sexual this right. debate has ever been between anyone. And they're using like quotes on things that I don't understand and scientific terminology that's so not sexy. It's yeah, so yeah. funny. Well, and and um, Wilde scholars apparently believe that he was the active partner during sex, but he went for intracrural over anal sex, so he preferred. St- Sticking his penis between the thighs of his partners as opposed to in their anus. Oh, see, I said least sexy way to describe that ever. I didn't even know. I thought, I thought, oh, I'm the intracranial is what I was thinking as like, oh, a that's blowjob. a different kind of sex altogether. <laughs> <laughs> Going to put it in your ear or something. I, anyway. I mean, a skull, like the eye socket hole is pretty penis shaped. Yeah. Most holes are, I guess, tech kind of. Anyway, don't fuck a skull unless you, I don't know. Unless you want to. Well, unless... I don't know. Let's we don't. Um, <laughs> the skull is the bottom. <laughs> Unwilling. Okay. What? In, in, in anyway, yeah. This this idea that like like there's a measurable inflection point where Oscar Wilde's trial changes 
effeminacy from being a total straight dude who just has picked up these feminine traits from all the chicks that he's banging to a sign that you's gay. And yeah. Um, is the study into whether Oscar Wilde is a top called topology? Yeah, it must be. It must be. <laughs> That's what the, sorry, I can't get over that. You, I don't know. You could keep talking, but I, I can't get over that. The, uh, in, a, in a very happy, joyful way that that's a thing people study. Okay. Uh, yeah, but yes, that is interesting that it changed the dynamic of the culture. Yep. Femininity. Yep. And then I also want to talk about the impact that the HIV AIDS crisis had mm. on the terms bottom and top. So they were never really identities people didn't say things like i am a top i am a bottom but there's a huge increase in that phenomenon during the 1970s and 80s and particularly early on in the aids crisis um bottoming was considered a much riskier practice than topping some of that is true and many individuals disavowed bottoming entirely in order to identify as a top and therefore be relatively safer during the crisis. So instead of being a like, hey, we're going to hook up and just do whatever, it began. It became this badge of I only top, I am a top was a very easy leap to make from that. So these these this binary of there are tops and there are bottoms, a lot of it really solidified uh, in a meaningful way early on in the AIDS crisis. Huh. And uh, so... Let's see. At the same time, like we talked about in the Hanky Code episode, a lot of that sort of uh, flagging became more important. There's that the biohazard symbol that a lot of HIV positive uh, men got as a tattoo. Mm-hmm. Um, there's there's this sort of phenomenon of the crisis creating a need for labels mm. and and identities that you could then easily communicate to each other. Yeah. And I wonder if the verse phenomenon, if if any of that is sort of bubbling up because those things are less necessary now with the uh, um, prevalence of PrEP mm. and uh, the fact that HIV AIDS is no longer the death sentence that it once was. Um, I think there's 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 some interesting things going on in, in the culture and therefore the language, I think, yeah. um, with with regards to what we what we do with our dicks yeah. and butts and yeah with regards to topology <laughs> yeah. um, i i do i i do think like uh, pendulum swings back and forth and uh, and absolutely goes too far in, in just so many areas of life you'll go too far one way and, and so like it makes sense why these you know labels were created and the that's so interesting about aids i didn't think about it but it makes sense um go ahead oh so uh i i also i I love uh, this article also talked about power bottoms and how that's like a masculinization of the traditional usually considered femme bottom thing. Like that's a, it's a masked dude. He's the one that's in charge. He's just doing it with his ass, right? That's the whole thing with a power bottom. But then juxtapose that with, I, I, I want to make this happen like fetch (laughs) or like, like fucking Dan wants max facts to be a thing. (laughs) Um, I love this so much. There's the emerging category, at least according to this vice article of blouse, a blouse is a feminine top. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. It's pretty great, right? That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I can see where like uh, some of these labels are useful in that it helps easily communicate an idea that would like, what do you like to do in sex? Well, let me describe, let me count the ways like uh, B 
being able to communicate ideas efficiently is useful and yeah. w- what we often do. Yeah. But this is where I think the pendulum swings too far towards, but now these are identities and what I have to do. And, and th- if you're this, you mean that like, or like all of those jokes about like, what do two tops do when they hook up mm-hmm. or what do two bottoms do when they hook up? Oh, I guess you're just fucked yeah. or not yeah. fucked. <laughs> like, well, yeah. just, it's not fun. Cause yeah. like you can't possibly be, be, you're just not compatible. Yeah. I've never had a top not give a blow job because they were just that, that toppy that they could never put. Yeah. Or even, I think even the most toppiest top get two top, top, top tops together. And there's still a lot you can do. Yeah. You can still have a lot of fun together. Yeah. Right. Like in yeah. bottoms, you can, I don't know, put all kinds of things in each other. What? Like, <laughs> that's what I, yeah. Yeah. Um, and part of that is, I think, um, even, if you are in a scenario where one person wants to top and the other person wants to bottom, we still have that, like, but it has to be a penis and an ass. Right. And one of our friends actually was talking to me about that and, and uh, something we haven't talked about bottoming stemming from if you have issues getting hard, one of the, yeah. one of the nice things about with two dudes, like there's two opportunities for a yeah. hard penis to be involved. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, I was like, oh, I don't know what to do. Like, and, and my advice to him was like, if you don't get hard, there are a million things you can put up someone's butt. Yeah. And that's a lot of fun. Maybe not at the same time, but depends on the bottom. <laughs> yeah. Depends on the bottom. Um, <laughs> hey, speaking of depends, we also need to talk about whether bottom is safe. Cause there's a lot of misinformation out there safe? about like, that if you bottom too much or too hard or too long or with the wrong things that you could become incontinent. Oh, I was always terrified by that. You told, you have told a horrifying story. Oh, that, are we going to get to that later? Things well, whatever. Sexy. I just, I uh, just, yeah. you said the word depends and it made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I'm glad that the, we have such low bar <laughs> for our comedy. Um, yeah. And, and you can, and what I have seen is oftentimes other things you do. If, if in your mind, you're like, ah, oh, shit, I can't top right now. And you do those other things. Sometimes those are fun and exciting, like fingers, butt plugs, toys, like all that stuff. Then you eat it, you know, whatever. Um, then, then that that kind of foreplay is exciting and then maybe you might be able to or not and still like someone's finger my ass feels great yeah absolutely so um uh well then can i start talking about you talk about some of the the damaging stereotypes or or sex ed before we get to that i'm going to talk about the actual damage oh no from putting stuff up your butt oh no kyle okay I want to talk about the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission's National Electronic Injury Surveillance System, which is basically the emergency room visit report. Okay, great. This is great. This is and great. Hey, do you remember the game we played a long time ago, What's in Jesus' Ass? No. <laughs> I just, oh, I, I, what was it? Uh, I did a news story about a, a statue of Jesus that had a note hidden in its butt <laughs> that they had found, and then you were like, we're going to start a new regular segment. What's in Jesus's butt? Inside his salvation. Yeah, right. That's what he calls his butt plug. Right. Yeah. Great. <laughs> so go ahead. So I there were things all, things people have put up their ass. That's, they and they um uh, they release a annual uh, emergency room summary something, and and that's what I, there are all these articles, including someone posted to Facebook. I should have said your name, but I'm not. Um, uh, uh, um, from a few years ago, but they they do an annual report and instead of reading the article about it, I download, I actually downloaded oh, the great. report. So I looked, uh, you can, you can download all this information. So great. I downloaded from 2020, uh, the 
the type, the reason they're in there is a foreign object. Yeah, let's do his family feud style. We surveyed 100 <laughs> rectal foreign object patients. <laughs> the top 10 answers are on the board. I mean, you, well, you can. Oh, and, and the other one is I added a filter to say the word foreign object and then added a filter for rectum. Okay. <laughs> it contains the word rectum. I feel like that covers most of us. Yeah, what are the most common things? Damn near killed him. Uh, cucumber. Show me cucumber. I, I okay. So I I will say I this camp. I don't know. I read there were two hundred lines in the Excel file that okay. fit this criteria. Um. So I and I read most. I mean, I skimmed, but I skimmed all two hundred. Okay. I didn't see cucumber. I'm very disappointed. I'm sorry. I mean, I know that has to be a thing. Or zucchini. Or it's just it's just I, like fruits and vegetables. Ooh. Is that a category? <laughs> I searched rectum slash fruit vegetable. Um, no, the what? Okay, I, I did copy and paste some um, actual quotes Ooh. of what they did. Uh, the what you're talking about is. Um, a 68-year-old male put a 12-inch carrot into rectum and could not retrieve it, so he used a fork <gasps> to try to get out and injured his colon. Oh. Hey, kids. <laughs> Do what you want if it doesn't hurt anybody, but maybe don't... But that probably hurts somebody yourself. Don't fork your anus. <laughs> <laughs> I should also add I, I'm now thinking back to like when I did fisting and talked about like the extreme cases of like when that went wrong like uh, there's a reason I'm talking about this because next we will talk about the right ways or the, the bad information we get like sure you need to know that you can hurt yourself and you need to know the right way to do it to be healthy and also it's funny to see what people put in their butts yeah um, but anyway yeah what else I mean let's go basics Mike what did what do people put up their butts beer bottles that's the basics. That's the entry point for you is beer bottles. Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, that's like one of the very first things that I put up my butt, and oh. like I, just because it was the only thing that I had. Like, wow! Like, uh, like a not a can, like a bottle, like a the, bottle with the neck. How just far the, did you get? Just the neck. Just the neck. Okay, not putting up. I mean, maybe some people could or would, but anyway. I mean, the, the 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 PSA here is if it's glass, don't put it up your butt because if that goes wrong, no glass in your ass, Kyle. Jesus Christ, how did you miss no that? No glass in your ass, <laughs> motherfucker. I quit. That's horrible. There are uh, dildos made of glass that are that are appropriate. So that, just make sure you're buying something that's appropriate. That's mm-hmm. made of a, a a type of glass that will not shatter inside of you. A, a beer bottle is a terrible idea. Now. I. <laughs> I question. Oh yeah, it was a terrible that, idea. That, I, yeah, I mean, beyond glass, you're you're also creating a suction because of the like open end. Oh, yeah, there's all sorts of reasons. Yeah, that really shocks me. Huh. Wow. Yeah, Shocking. maybe that's when your prostate broke. Yeah, maybe. Oh, yeah. I think a lot of people have these stories about the first thing they put in their ass. Like, and what was that? I was reading. Someone asked, uh, like, on the Ask Gay Men Reddit. Someone was like. I want to put a toothbrush in my ass. Like, or like, you know, one of the first guys I hooked up with, what did he put in? He was like, was it a broom? I don't know. There was something that he was like, oh, I just did this because that's the only option. Okay. Mike, Mm. the common thing that people get stuck in their ass. Dildos. Thank you. Okay, great. Jesus Christ. That's you're just on to the fun wild. The the most common things I found were like non flanged dildos there i mean i did see butt plugs show up uh they're vibrators sex toys the uh, the most regular thing i thought saw that 
uh, surprised me that was not a sex toy is like shampoo bottles or like uh, like like bottle like plastic bottles like that, mm-hmm. which I didn't know that was a it makes sense because you're like in the shower, you like have that stuff. So like that was a common thing that showed up time and time again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna read some of these other things. That, okay, uh, a hammer says. Oh, I didn't see a hammer, but what I did see is oh no, I cut that one. Oh, screwdriver. Oh, okay, seems kind of pointy. Well, the ta- I mean the, the tail handle. End, it depends on the screwdriver. Okay, all right. Um, eighteen-year-old male accidentally got a sex. Put an eighteen-year-old male up your ass. Only if consenting <laughs> and legal, but sh- you know, I went my. Um, no, okay. Uh, someone cut all that. Uh, eighteen-year-old male accidentally got a sex. This is it, it was a butt plug, but <laughs> the phrasing was got a sex toy referred to as a butt plug (laughs) stuck in rectum which part of me is like oh no if you had to phrase it as referred to as a butt plug we not just butt plug i'm worried about the treatment he's getting at this place oh yeah 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 um there is a like if if that's the first time you've ever heard that phrase before (laughs) like oh boy you're gonna be so surprised with all the other things you find up butts a uh although if it was a butt plug wouldn't it have a flanged end on it and then how did it get stuck Maybe the flange was small. Maybe his butt was wide. Maybe he shoved it in sideways. It's Maybe like, it, the so, flange like some fell kind off. Doctor Seuss so poem <laughs> that you're making right now. <laughs> Dirty Doctor Seuss. Um, a 52-year-old male was celebrating his birthday with some young girls who inserted a butt plug into his rectum. Now unable to retrieve it. Um, happy birthday. A. Um, <laughs> This is one that was interesting. I, I included these because they were all like slightly different in interesting ways. A 15-year-old male presents with foreign body and rectum. Patient was using the vibrator, and in parentheses, no assault, and it accidentally became stuck. And that was very interesting to me that they put that there. Yeah. I didn't see others. That wasn't the like, everything didn't define assault or not assault. So I either... It just happened to be how this doctor takes notes. Totally innocuous. They do that. You know, this one hospital does that all the time. What jumped to my mind is someone saw a dude with a thing up his butt and immediately is like, oh, th- like, is this assault or not? Like yeah. jumping right to that instead of understanding like. Yeah. Yeah. Pleasure yeah, yeah. Being an option available. Interesting. Yeah. 30 year old male with foreign body in rectum states he and his friends had a practical joke going on each other. This time he was sleeping when his friend put a dildo in his rectum and now unable to get it out. Admitted for surgical removal. (laughs) What are your eyes? (laughs) Verbalize what your eyes are doing. I just I'm reminded of the last episode when boyfriend Bobby was saying that he invented an entire Ben. So this like elaborate lie to cover up the fact that he was smoking weed. That just sounds like like, no, 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 I'm not putting shit up my ass. It's a game that I'm playing with my friends and it got out of hand. Blah, blah, blah. No, girl, you just are taking stuff. There are so many of these that like. If that's true, that's horrifying, and your friends took this practical joke to sexual assault levels. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, there are people like, oh, I squatted down in the bathroom and accidentally, and you're like, well, okay. 25 year old male was drinking with his friends and believed that he may have placed a nickel and a dime in his rectum. He believed then? I mean, like it may or may not have happened. Back to the sobriety episode, we just had a recovery episode. I bet you can get drunk enough that you don't remember if you stuck a nickel in your butt. Oh, my God. New fetish. Human slot machine. Mm, Human (laughs) slot machine. 
17 uh, year old male presents with rectal foreign body self-placed spray bottle will not say why he did it is that germane to the conversation I would, I would assume as a doctor you want to know how it happened so there are other things like do I need to check for was the bottle open and you you did you know I, th- I think to understand the context and what to worry about and think about did, but... the, did the bottle come on to you like what's the <laughs> I don't understand. What I what I picture in this scenario is this guy being so embarrassed about it and not wanting to answer anything else about it and 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 that to me is part of why I want to have this discussion of like this is when you run into trouble. I, and I'm concocting this whole um narrative around a lot of these stories that we have just have no idea but like in my mind another one um uh 25-year-old male with a foreign body in his rectum uh, one hour PTA. I don't know what that means. He states he believes it is a vape and is not answering any questions. <laughs> Again, I just assume that this person was playing around with his butt, stuck something up, and is embarrassed to yeah talk about it or tell anyone about that's, it. That's got to be the explanation because otherwise it's like there's something in my butt. Let's all find out what it is together because yeah. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Can you anally vape? Sure. Are we inventing the anal vape? I mean, you can you can ingest alcohol that way. I don't see why you couldn't. Other, but you have to blow. Anyway, thirty-eight um, uh, year old male in car pulled over by police hit a bag of THC in rectum. Great, constipated. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Great. There was a, I didn't write down like someone who like put some kind of like drug or met, like wrapped it in a lottery ticket and put up his butt. It was like, oh, how did you? expect that to, that's gonna get that's, yeah. that's not staying in that lottery ticket also what if you won you don't know um <laughs> uh and i'll just read other like random ones that i i didn't write the full thing but just uh someone put a knife handle first sure glad we had that clarification uh light bulb bar of soap that doesn't seem penis shape but uh mm. pool ball like billiards you know, there was no further detail. Patient is not answering any questions. <laughs> it must be billiard ball. Uh, like pool ball. Must be. Otherwise, someone... it's a beach ball. And I'm like, how do you get that up there? Good for you. Not, it's not a It's not a pool ball. It's not a ball. <laughs> no one would call that a pool ball. I don't know. I... Yes, you do. We, <laughs> Mike, there are some assumptions that I just need you to not be yourself about and be like, we can assume pool balls are billiard balls. Great. As humans. Okay. We need to take some assumptions in life. Okay. Otherwise. No, I'm, let's keep talking. Okay. This, <laughs> uh, Putting and... the ass in assumptions. Now. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. And magic dice? I don't know what that means. Magic dice. Yeah. D&D, I mean, D&D dice. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're a wizard. Can't and prove they're not magic. That's, I, I made mean, them disappear. <laughs> <laughs> um, there are a lot of things we put... Oh, shit. No, I skipped one. And oh, shit. That goes up your ass. Th- <laughs> well, hopefully not. How would one... <laughs> sorry thank you for apologizing I needed, to, I needed to hear that one I intentionally put that I don't know might freak people out five year old male stuck, stuck the head of an action figure in his rectum hmm. point like and I included that because like all ages um, I mean that was an Eddie Murphy sketch Eddie, Eddie Murphy joke really I forget which I forget which uh, tour it was but he talked about the the jo- he's in the in the in the bathtub with his brother and pooped in the in the bathtub and then his brother 
stuck the G.I. Joe up his ass. I don't know. It was a whole thing. Huh. Oh, sorry. You're right. I did get all these quotes from an Eddie Murphy sketch. You never know. <laughs> I got, went to the wrong database. Yeah. Um, as young as we are all curious about sticking stuff in our butt. Sure. And so like at five years old, someone's curious about putting something in your butt. So it's all ages. Uh, you know, I, I had a story about uh, someone that was 52 with, uh, he said, with women. Like, they're, you know, it's just every age. And and we're all sticking stuff in our butts, and we're curious about it. And uh, uh, that to me feels like one of the things that we all pretend, or, or like conservative people or Christians want to pretend that that's not. The more we ignore that, that's just we just we're gonna stick stuff up our butts. Like mm-hmm. the more we ignore that, the worse it is for people who then try it and do it in a in the bad way, in the wrong way, and not know not having the right tools or ideas or resources. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Speaking of having the right tools and resources, did you have the right tools and resources growing up to learn about bottoming? God, no. I know, right? God, no. No, same thing. I still don't, apparently. (laughs) (laughs) You need me to give you the sex education talk. Oh. When two bottoms love each other. (laughs) Oh, God. (sighs) Um, No, I absolutely did not. I I mean, I got lots of terrible misinformation in in sex ed. And the, the, the one quote i think i've said it on the show before i forget did i yeah yeah but very critical crit crit bit right now the 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 pe health teacher who was probably like 25 years old and an idiot but i was in junior high and you know people's ages are impossible to know when you're young they just seem like an expert because there's someone up front talking to you and so yeah i was talking about how um i think it was all in the context of like STI prevention, but in particular HIV AIDS, which I was getting sex ed in the late eighties and early nineties. So like we were all fucking terrified. Mm-hmm. Um, but said that the, the lining of your rectum is, has the consistency of wet toilet paper, which we've all gotten toilet paper wet before. And then it like, mm-hmm. like just when that toilet paper was so into me, right? <laughs> <laughs> so wet. Yeah. That's a, Wap wet ass paper. Um, uh, it, it, but that tear that's it paints a picture that says like uh, I shouldn't even put my finger up there because I'm going to tear a hole in the lining of my rectum. It puts the tear in terrifying. Exactly, exactly. And um, but that also, I mean it was effective. I definitely like I I definitely worried for a really long time that like I was going to put my finger on my button and bleed or like worse yeah. yeah and that's it's just not it's just not true now there there is research that suggests that the the um the lining of the rectum is particularly permeable and that that is why you are at a higher risk of transmission of stis if you're the receptive anal partner versus the insertive partner mm-hmm. um but you can't take that and run with it and say you've got wet paper towels in your ass. Yeah. Like that's just anyway. How do you, that's such an like thing that you learned at such a young age. And even if you learn factually, that's incorrect. Like that seems like it would be so ingrained in you. Like how did you unlearn that? Or do you, do you think that still affects you in some way? Like, I mean, getting accidentally railed helped. So you like, then you're just like, Oh, wait, I, what accidentally railed i don't mean i don't mean like in a consent kind of way i just i just i just mean in the like like being with a top who Mm. who like i was consenting but Mm. was not gentle about Mm. shit and then Mm -hmm. like you realize oh 
I just took a pounding and I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. goes a long way to dispel the myth of like again wet paper towel ass. Yeah. So yeah. Um, wet paper towel ass is the grossest <laughs> script I've ever heard. But that's yeah. Um, I mean, imagine sex ed in Texas could not have been. I mean, we like uh, there's some things. Yeah, I mean, I've talked about just more like you know, you're if you have sex you're probably going to get a, a str get pregnant and and you know be abstinent so like we're not even delving into the realm of anything up your butt like that it just wasn't even like these were not even topics we we broached which is i guess a part of why i didn't think about it like part of why saying that people of all ages are going to do this um like i th- i think about sex ed and sometimes you know the, sometimes my there's an immediate gut reaction of like do you teach kids how to bottom and that's a weird thing to say out loud because mm. it sounds very sexualizing and and uh, and there's an initial um discomfort that i have when i say that and then i read that a five-year-old put a superhero toy in his butt. sure like and that's i think just to reiterate that like that's why it it, it shouldn't be like what do we want kids to do? It's what are kids doing and how do we keep them safe? Yeah. Okay, we know everyone's putting stuff up their butt. Well, let's then describe and help make sure they do it in a safe way and keep them safe. Sure, yeah. And also, I think we need to do better in sex edit, not just, you know, even mechanics or, or wrists and all that stuff. Like, sex should be about pleasure. Like, there's there's a whole side of pleasure and consent that should be part of it. I mean, even that sentence is something that I don't think parents would sign up for. Yeah. Right. Like, like there are a lot of people out there that are okay with talking about the mechanics of like telling Jimmy and Susie all about like what's happening with their bodies and yeah. the anatomy of it all. And to a certain extent, the safety of all of those things, but don't you dare say it's pleasurable. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, that's, isn't that Catholics that are like, it's only for procreation. Well, yeah. Yeah. Unless and, you use the rhythm method because then apparently God doesn't know you're cheating him. What's like, the rhythm method? I think you've told me this before. Uh, that you look at the the uh, fertility cycle of when she's on her period, when she's ovulating, and uh, there, there's there, it, it's different for different women. But there's a period of time in which she can't get pregnant because oh. her body is not in a position to be fertilized. So uh, Catholics will track that shit and know that it's okay to fuck during these days because she can't she won't get pregnant and god doesn't know that you're the you're cheating the system yeah, like yeah. everyone everyone knows you're fucking at a time that you can't get pregnant like yeah. that's the same thing yeah. yeah you fucking liars yeah you you have such a stigma on condoms that you need to find your own way when it's like did you know the process you're going through is actually made easier by new advances such as condoms or vasectomies yeah yeah um yeah so i i it's knowing that sex is important, that pleasure is important part of sex for a lot of people. Not everyone like that. Learning about all these aspects, I think, is is important yeah. to, you know, going into the world and, and sex is going to be a part of it. And, and uh, yeah, we, we need a far better understanding than school and porn has to offer. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. One thing we didn't talk about is... Whether you think everyone needs to bottom, like, does one need to bottom in order to be an effective or good top? Oh, this is interesting that I want to talk about. I uh, wanted to talk about an article that 
that I think it will help illuminate. Like, do, should you bottom? Do you do okay. I think you should bottom? Um, yes. And I called it a yes. It is one. <laughs> I put. I said the bottoming flowchart, and and it is just a box that says yes. <laughs> um, no, this is an incredible article on theauthenticgay.com written by Kyle Getz. Oh, okay. So, yeah. I've heard of him. Nah, he's very popular. <laughs> I know that and bitch. Sexy. <laughs> um, uh, so I reread this article that I wrote for them a while ago. Renowned bottom expert. <laughs> renowned bottomist. <laughs> um, um, is that what? phlebotomist is mm-hmm. phil bottomist yep okay great <laughs> i i included a lot more than like the physicality of it or the like sex part of it so and, and particularly i also on reddit see a ton of people that are like i i don't like bottoming why not or i i want to bottom or i don't want to bottom and, and wrestling with that so do i want to bottom should i bottom question you asked uh i think for a lot of people a lot of gay people something to try something that they're curious about and interested. You don't know whether you like it or not until you do it. There are people that might just feel pressured to bottom. And that's an important thing to check in on first. Do you want to bottom or do you feel like you should, because you're in the gay community Yeah, and things to consider there's uh, if you're asexual, then you may not actually want to bottom maybe be the pressure and it's okay to not uh, to be asexual and still be in the gay community or aside which is someone in the gay community that doesn't have uh, penetrative sex. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. a, that's, you know, that's an option. I read a statistic that uh, in one survey, it said that 60% of respondents said in their last sexual encounter, they did not do anal. Mm. That, um, like n- n- not doing anal is pretty common. Yeah. Please, please never bring statistics because that's my job. I get it. It's offensive. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of people don't realize they just assume a hookup is butt fucking and yeah. there's, yeah, like we said, there's a lot of, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of planning. There's a lot of stuff you can do. Um, so if you do like, uh, there are things to consider. Why do you want a bottom? Is it society or because your inner bottom is calling? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard the calling one at a young age. Um, <laughs> The next one is how do you how do you start to explore it? And I would highly I did not do this, so I'd highly encourage people to explore it to know if you do I like it? Do I uh, if you're not sure? Starting by doing it on your own, exploring on your own, and that includes uh, fingering yourself. That includes using sex toys. I particularly like book plugs, like you've said, because they have the flange end. Um, I tend not to use superhero heads to, to uh, play around mm-hmm. um, and some of the things you'll learn like I had to learn with myself that I am far tighter than most people have I talked about my small butthole in a while I have a small butthole yeah that was that could have been very useful to know to know that I am on the extreme tight side and and need to take that into account I, need to, I, <laughs> I, I I I usually clarify to people I am not trying to be sexy right now. I need you to know this information Mm -hmm. and have before I said, so you'll need to take it slow to start. And there was this guy that was like giving this Dom energy and he was like, no way. And then I was like, okay, stop this conversation. If if you're so dumb, it's hot, but it, but you need to start slow and then be dumb. Um, And I think something that uh, we don't consider is there's like a mental part of this. And the, the, there's, again, things that I um, dealt with or, or still deal with. Am I in a place where I can be assertive with someone? If, if I want to then, you know, I've explored my body and ready to think it's wor- worthwhile, I want to take the next step. 
am I ready to have another, it's not just, you have a penis in the room, you have a human in the room. Mm -hmm. And am I ready to tell them to stop? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If it feels bad, am I ready to communicate it? Can I be, can they be inside me and say, I need to stop this right now. Do you feel comfortable with that? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. for me, that's a very difficult thing to do. And and that takes a level of self-confidence and assertiveness and, you know, relationship with the other person to be able to do that. Yep. Absolutely. The person should be interestingly, the top should be receptive of that, (laughs) (laughs) but I could see times when they would like that toxic masculinity thing. They'd be like, wait, what? Why would I stop? If, if you are ready, then, um, I knowing yourself, knowing your body then means you kind of help know what to do to like warm up your butt. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, Mm -hmm. I, um, I'm not talking about cleaning out which that's going to be something in detail. <laughs> yeah. One of the things I wish someone, I wish there'd been an education about cleaning out. Uh, when I, when I was first starting to have sex and, uh, it was embarrassingly years, I think mm-hmm. before I realized that like that would make it more enjoyable for me and for my partners. Uh, and, uh, I had the opportunity to be on the fruit bowl podcast, uh, recently, uh, hasn't, hasn't come out yet, but, uh, was interviewed for it. And uh, David Quantic, who runs that, uh, asked me at the end of the interview to detail my cleaning out process. And he's been kind enough to share that with us. And we're going to watch that video and and Mike and Kyle uh, will get to see it and hear it for the first time and react. React. (laughs) It is a 72 step process. Close. (laughs) Great. Um, So I'm not talking about that part. There's a whole cleaning out part you need to know. And and, um, some more time. Yeah. Um, So. Once you know yourself, then you can know how to warm up and get yourself ready and stretch out. And for some people, it's like, cool, you can just go ahead and jump on in. For me, I need that to be a bigger process. And then I know I can decide for myself, is this a hookup and someone who just wants to come over and rail me? In which case, I need to do that on my own. Or I found so often for a lot of people, stretch, like if I tell them that and I put out toys, they have a lot of fun with doing it with mm. me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then... For people like me, starting out with cowgirl, which I don't know a gay version of, I mean, cowboy, but that's still gendered. I don't know, a, a non-gender cow, ride ride it, riding, mm-hmm. riding. Mm-hmm. That, to me, is like a really good way to start out yeah. bottoming because like you as the bottom are the one on top and in control then of that. Yeah. Well, and yeah, I... What? I might, my brain mouth is weird today. That's particularly useful if he has a really, really big dick because, mm-hmm. like, then you are in charge of how deep and how quickly that happens. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I highly recommend that as the starting point for bigger guys. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, you, and, like, that is, at this point, this is, like, the make or break time for me in a lot of ways, like, like the slowest you have to go like you want like a lot of times i just want it to be inside me but like like going slow um like you can start with like if you just get the tip in like then you just like ride that a little bit and that helps and then you can like work up to it or if you can get it in like sometimes just sitting there with it and then do other things like make out or whatever um are ways to like kind of warm up um while you're there also tops may tend to thrust Mm. while you're doing that and if you're good with that, great. If you're ready for it, or that is also a good litmus test of if you say no, don't. I mean, d- you say that in a fun, sexy way. No, you stay there. No, just I'm slap gonna be, 
Mm, I would. I mean, <laughs> I would be okay with that. But um, uh, it helps decide if is he open to this feedback of like not yet or I'm not ready yet or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And then, like once I get past that point, that's all the stuff I wish I knew because mm-hmm. once I get to there, then like we can go to town. We mm-hmm. can change up. Mm-hmm. He can mm-hmm. throw it in. He could you know what, what have you. And and then it's like that's the amazing sex that I never understood before. I was like bottoming just hurts. I want to, but why, but why can't I? Yeah. And I, and I, I just didn't know about all this stuff. I didn't know myself and I didn't know how to warm up and, and be ready for it. Yeah. Now that I do sex is so much. Yeah. Um, and then I think you can always, uh, like, like I said, like we've talked, like it doesn't have to be a label. You can try it once and that can be fun. And Oh, I tried it. I don't like it. I'm going to move on. So uh, it, when you ask like, should you do it to be a better top? I think, mo- I think for most people that pro- probably is true. It's like riding a roller coaster ride, like try it once and, and just see if you like it. Yeah. Although I guess now that I'm saying it, the downside of just trying it once is if you don't know what you're doing and it just kind of hurts, then you may think that that's just what bottoming is. And, right. 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 Know. Right. Yeah. What do you think? I, I gave you a long segment in response to your question, but do you think everyone should bottom first? First. Or not first, sorry, I did bottom. Yeah, I, um, I think so. I think so. Mostly, like I'm realizing that I'm fairly, fairly hostile to the labels top and bottom. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I think as an identity to say I am a top, mm-hmm. I am a bottom. Of course, I would think that because I'm verse, but like it, it just it, it seems verses. Yeah, it seems so limiting, and it seems so like toxic in a way to say like this and nothing else is what i'm about and i i want people to feel like not only that it's okay but maybe they should Mm. question the box that they put themselves in and 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 try other stuff every once in a while and just because you tried it once and didn't like it doesn't mean you wouldn't some other time like you should always you should if you have like a food that you hate from when you were a kid, you really should try it again 25 years later and see if maybe your tastes have changed. Oh, um, unless it's pickles, which are object- objectively disgusting and no one should like them. Yeah, that's... How about pickles up your butt, Kyle? How do you feel about that? I think the, I think my butt could taste it. I think <laughs> my, my butt could taste the disgusting juices. Great. Great. Um, okay, like the limiting... like. I, if you like top with a butt plug in, like if you're, if you just think of yourself as a top, like then you don't think of like those other things or, or watching like group porns where everyone fucks. Everyone is so fucking hot. Like mm-hmm. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you, you already started talking about some of your personal, um, sexual experiences and obvi we've talked about them and plenty of other shows you verse. Mm-hmm. So tell me more about, tell me more, <laughs> tell me about your butt. <laughs> tell tell you about my butt. Yeah. I've gotten to a place where I am. Okay, first of all, I was like ninety plus percent the top in my my last marriage, and I guess the marriage before that too, really. <laughs> um, but uh, uh, and, and so I identify as verse, but definitely have wanting to explore bottoming more. And COVID being what it is, I, I haven't really gotten to do that. So mm-hmm. it's it's very much on my like as the world opens up, I want to mm-hmm. also and. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I, I, I'm, I'm practiced enough that I basically do just fine. I don't have a small butt hole. I can pretty much just take it whenever and do just fine. But it's, it's, uh, it's, and I've gotten to where like, that's, it's not uncomfortable. It doesn't hurt. It's, it's fun. I'm just still in search of that elusive, like anal orgasm slash 
what does a prostate feel like? Like mm-hmm. I, I, I legit don't know where mine is or, or like why it's supposed to feel good. I very much enjoy like the intimacy and making him happy. And, uh, I, I even like the, the feeling of being penetrated. It's just not this like amazing bottom story that I hear all the time of like mm-hmm. seeing unicorns and rainbows coming out of your mm-hmm. nostrils. I just, I don't know. <laughs> Like sitting on the unicorn of a, <laughs> the the horn of a unicorn. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I, I've you know for a lot. Like I remember one of the first times where I was like, "Oh shit, this is incredible!" Because I had so many bad experiences. Is in my first relationship where like there was just one time, and he was bigger, so like you know I couldn't always um, uh, receive him. Ew, that sounds gross. Mm. Um, but there was once where I was like, oh, "I get it." <laughs> <laughs> and and you, I don't think you necessarily have to search for the prostate to do it. There are some tops that are like good at that, or they know the position, or know how to do it without like like explicitly like we will now spelunk together inside yeah. your anus yeah. for that. Yeah. You know the best stalactite out there. Yeah, the straw treasure map. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I feel like you've at least. I know there, I think after you said that more than I realized that other people that are like, yeah, I don't like have the prostate sensation or I'm not like, you know, so it is, can be different for different people, but why, why is it rude to just assume you're doing it? <laughs> no, I, I think, I mean, that's, I'm hopeful that that's the case yeah. and that someday the stars will align mm-hmm. with the right person when I'm in the right mood and that uh, I'll the right curve of the dick and the... that, that, that I'll, I'll, I'll get it someday because the alternative is really kind of sad. Like I, 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 I want that kind of pleasure in my life that people report. And so I'm hoping that my body is capable of it. Yeah. 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 Call, um, call me. <laughs> <laughs> I, what is it like to just be able to take a dick whenever? It's pretty great. Yeah. That sounds nice. It's pretty great. And maybe slightly overstating it. Like there are times like at the moment of insertion that it's like, okay, nope, take that out. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to just like, just give me a second. Yeah. Yeah. But I, it it's not like, it's not like the saga that you have told about what, yeah. you know, what it's like getting ready or, or having to ease into things like yeah. more often than not, it's fine from the get go. Yeah. Hmm. That, that's whatever. That's what so many guys expected. Uh, and they didn't have the experience enough to know uh, people's different bodies. And, and that's one of the reasons I got my fissure because yeah. people didn't know. Yeah. And I didn't know. I yeah. mean, they just kind of went to town. Yep. In this, in this context, uh, one of the biggest myths is that sex should not be painful. Bottoming should not be painful. It can be uncomfortable. You can, yeah. When you start, you can be like, Oh, I'm not quite ready. And maybe need to like stretch out like they're like, I mean, it can be painful if you want it to be choking, but like it doesn't, it, 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 there is not this thing. I remember when I was um, in college, didn't know what I was doing. And there was another gay guy with me. He knew what he was doing. And we had a friend of ours ask both of us, is bottoming painful? And I was very limited in my experience. And I said, not if you do it right. And he said, yes. Mm, and I was mm-hmm, like, oh, mm. oh, oh, I guess he's right. I guess it's just painful and that's part of it. And I think there's this idea that it's just painful and you just need to get over it mm, or mm, mm. it's painful, but keep doing it with a bunch of different guys and soon it won't be or something. And right. that's just not true. And you, you should not, it should not be that painful. Yeah. 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 And that's why you shouldn't use numbing loops because you need to hear and feel that pain and, and, that is an important signal to know to stop. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I should schedule another butt enlargement surgery. That would be so nice. I mm-hmm. wish I could just take it whenever. Can you, like, are you still under warranty? <laughs> I don't, I, like, that's usually a reaction surgery to something happening. I don't know if you can, like, cosmetic butt surgery. <laughs> that has to be a thing. People get surgeries everywhere. I should go to L.A. and there's probably butt stretching surgeries on the corner for, well, I guess butt stretching surgery is just some dude's dick. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, uh, there's so much to talk about for bottoms. I'm sure plenty of people will email us all the shit we didn't talk about for bottoms, and that's fine. Oh, did I write down anything else? Um, we didn't talk about Sean Mendez even once. <laughs> oh, God. You cannot get me started on this. What, the one other thing I wrote down about like my personal experience is, particularly right after the recovery episode, is because it was a painful thing, that I, and I didn't understand, oftentimes I would drink... Uh, to have sex mm, yeah. and that would make it easier or I wouldn't remember it. And that's can be one of those things that fuels issues with alcohol and issues with sex. Like I know that like it has to be a complete relearning of how I have sex because it's sober, you know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. learning how to do it right includes how to do it without any kind of influences. And I think that's a uh, probably common in the gay community and can might actually be a portion of, people with issues of you know drugs or alcohol yeah yeah absolutely absolutely okay yeah did we do it yeah we bottomed wait we bottomed we bottomed great great (laughs) should we take a break yeah let's take a break but why am i looking around the room room looking for things to put up my ass (laughs) where do you have a cucumber (laughs) break this is the part where mike and kyle take a break are we back? We're back. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> We're going to do our gayest and straightest. We're going to do our gayest and straightest. But first, our website is gayishpodcast.com. We are on so much social at Gayish Podcast, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, we also fa- have a Facebook group. We have a uh, Discord group where everyone helps each other out and teaches people at the bottom and stuff if you need more details from multiple sources. So yep. check those out. Yep, absolutely. I highly recommend it. And there's send nudes. Uh, our hotline, you can send us text messages or leave us voicemails. It's 5855-GAYISH. That's 585-542-9474. Standard rate supply. Our email is gayishpodcast at gmail.com. And our physical mailing address is Post Office Box 19882, Seattle, Washington, 98109. And uh, yeah, real quick, I really very much would like the author of Deviant's War, Eric Servini, <laughs> Dr. Eric Servini. I want everyone to harass him until he comes on the show. Her, okay, not harass. Okay, just per, be persistent. I mean... Get his attention for me. We, we, we wanted to have him on to talk about pride and stuff. Um, yeah. And he knows so much shit. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, so if... A on bunch both of- Instagram and Twitter, he is at Eric Cervini. That's E-R-I-C-C-E-R-V-I-N-I. So follow him. We'll get at least... The, well, there's the plus side. But hey, say like, hey, be on gayish. Yeah, do it. We're, we're now... You are all our PR firm. If that works, we'll, we'll you know find a way to get... Pete, Petey boy on through this tactic. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, gayest and straightest? Let's do our gayest and straightest. I'll go first. Great. Great. Uh, the straightest thing about me this week is doing the laundry and then just saying, I am not folding these sheets. Fuck it. <laughs> fitted sheets. Folding fitted sheets is fucking stupid. I fucking hate it. It's dumb and I don't do it. So I just threw them into a drawer. 
the improved quality by folding versus balling up is so minimal. It, yeah, I I completely agree. Absolutely. Um, or I do this like half folding. Like I know it's not going to work, so I like kind of make folds out of it. But it just it, yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> I end up with a clusterfuck every single time. Yep, not yep. in a good way. Yep. Yep. Uh, the gayest thing about me this week. So the bars are back open. I went out to the bars and hey Kyle. Hey, oh hey Mike. How do I feel about tequila? Dun, 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 dun. You hate it. I hate it so much, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Like flatly refuse. Yeah, it's it just you will you don't drink you don't even drink margaritas. Like even people that don't like tequila might drink things like margaritas. And no. Yep, I let a cute boy talk me into doing a shot of tequila uh, because he was cute. Yeah, how'd that go? <laughs> it was fucking terrible. <laughs> no one likes shots of tequila. I mean, that's I, a lie. But yeah, it was. Mm-mm, nope. But just the fact that I was like thinking with my dick and I was like, maybe, maybe I can, maybe I can make this tequila thing happen just this once for the first time in 30 years. Is it so bad that you like act like... 30 years? I was not drinking tequila at 12. I don't know what's... Why did I say that? Okay, sorry. You're right. It was at least 13 when you started your tequila. Exactly. Uh, Me? Should I go? Do it. The only other one? Um... Gayest. Mm-hmm. I went to dinner because all, all these things we can start to do now. Uh, I went to dinner and there was this like blonde lady sitting next to us that just had eye makeup and the bun that was the most forward on your head that it can be. She was really sweet. And like somehow like our table started talking and she was talking to me. And um, you know, the, the thing that people get into where they're like, you know i am super down with anything i'm like oh you're gay like oh i have you know this friend has a gay like this one and that used to be stuff i got annoyed at like oh i'm gay and the only other thing you know is um i have just turned this corner where i'm like you know what this person is doing what they can to be supportive and telling me how down they are you know it's it's uh you it's clear they're they're trying and telling me about the other gay person that they you know it's just it's it's their their genuine intent to connect and show yeah, yeah. how supportive they are. So I've, I've completely changed on that. And it was very sweet. Yeah. But, but that moment is a moment that only gay people get of like, Oh, I know another gay or like, Oh, I support you because that's not assumed. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. The straightest I changed when I spilled water on your hardwood floor and I cleaned it up with my sock. <laughs> I came out of the bathroom and you're like doing this like weird, like hokey sweaty. pokey dance. It was different than the sliding we were doing earlier. It was like, I just, you know, I did so much twirling earlier. That's your gayest thing. <laughs> uh, do we have a listener? We have a listener's gayest or straightest. Uh, this one comes to us from Johnny Melanson. Johnny Melanson. On Discord. It's JJ Saxophonist, I think, is his alias on Discord. Anyway, said straightest, going to my brother's bachelor party with all his straight friends for a weekend in Maine. Uh, oh, I was expecting Vegas. I don't just bachelor party. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, bachelor party. Gayest, at the bachelor party, the boys were talking about a straight porn star. I looked him up, and I literally said out loud, I've had bigger. <laughs> And all their mouths dropped. <laughs> it's so funny when you're on straight people and they like, it's like, you talk this way about women. But when I say it, like, ah, that's so, I love that. That's so fun. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, speaking of people with huge dicks, these <laughs> are our super cat bridges. Great. No, every dick matters, regardless of size. We didn't talk about this one to bother being like dick size. Like, yeah. I'm, sometimes I want like smaller medium anyway um it's just a different experience anyway that's not what we're talking about we're talking about uh the variety of dicks that support us uh including uh patrick martin anonymous christopher farrell jamie Pugh, tipsy mcstumbles 
Thomas B., Dusty Sands, Jerome York, Chris Cacciatorian, and Cian and Javi. Great. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Um, you have to say all their names twice now because I didn't say them last week. Oh. Because you were gone. Better Martin and Honest Crystal Flair. Great, good job. Thomas B., Dusty Sands, Cian and Javi. A special thank you to Bottoms Everywhere. <laughs> thank you for taking it. Thank you for and taking you it. And you don't have to take it <laughs> if you take it. <laughs> Without Bottoms, there would be no tops. Yeah. Mike's, yeah, I think that's Mike's true. doing I think that's the true. math on that, <laughs> which he doesn't need to at this point in the episode. He doesn't need to fact check anything. <laughs> that is it. This has been Gayish from the CNN Hobby Studio. I'm Mike Johnson. I'm Kyle Getz. Until next week, be butch, be fabulous, be you. On your back. Take it. Without bottoms, there would be no tops. Without bottoms, there would be no tops. Without, 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 without bottoms, there would be no tops. Without bottoms, there would be no tops. Without bottoms, there would be no. Without bottoms, there would be no. Without bottoms, there would be no tops. Without bottoms, there would be no tops.